uh, bells and uh, bumper stickers. So I got yeah. a, I got a handful of those. My favorite one is right on the top of my fridge, right by the handle. So I see it every time. It says, uh, never tested on animals, probably because we have so many human volunteers. <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's absolutely true. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I think Dolan had to think about it for a second. He did. There. He did. He was like, just... what? <laughs> Inspired by the adventures of our nurses, therapists, and techs, A Beer with Atlas is the only healthcare-traveling, craft-beer-drinking podcast. Each week, we'll open a few beers, talk about the brewery and the style of beer, and then dive into some research curated specifically for each episode. In the end, we hope each one sounds like a conversation you'd have with your friends while enjoying a few cold ones. Merry Christmas, a little early, and welcome to another episode of A Beer with Atlas. Oh, Jingle Bells. Uh, I'm Brian. <laughs> I'm supposed to top that? I don't know. I, do I bust into Christmas carols? You can Maybe. Sing some. Oh. Well, I'm not gonna. You, okay. I mean, you could. <laughs> Just not gonna. Yeah. So, first of our three Christmas uh, beers this year. We're only doing three because we got a lot of beers to clean out in the beer fridge here at the end of the year. So, uh, Brian has brought us Bell's Christmas Ale. I believe this is the first from Bell's that we've ever done. I think so. It's a Scotch Ale, which is interesting. From a, a Christmas Ale, which is a Scotch Ale. Yes, I tried to get... I, I knew what you were going to bring. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to get something different. And also different than what we have done in the previous Christmas episodes. Yep. And so I didn't get any stouts because usually that's what Christmas beers are stouts. You see a lot of Christmas holiday stout beers. So, yes, I didn't do that on purpose hmm. and tried to get a brewery that we hadn't done. So, we, we are, are. Hmm. we're going into the colder year or colder yeah. months here. And so, I have a feeling we'll do a number of stouts. In fact, mm-hmm. I know we'll do a number yeah. of stouts here into January, February. I can't promise one might not sneak in as a bonus Christmas beer. Because I have, I have a specific <laughs> think, one in mind. I think that would be okay, though. So we'll see what happens. So let's uh, let's try this Christmas ale. Mm-hmm. A, 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 it should be widely available. I think Bell's is distributed a lot of places nationwide. I think maybe. So before I even knew about craft beer being, you know, I didn't know that it was like as big as it is, right? Um, Bell's logo, I I recognized it mm-hmm. before even having wow. before even knowing what it was. So that's cool. Because it doesn't, it's only been recently that it's come to Nebraska. You couldn't always get Bells. Really? No, we, I used to have to go to Iowa to get Bells, hmm. to get their Bells Two-Hearted IPA, mm-hmm. which is a, like a, it's, you know, like the Pliny of the Mid-Coast mm-hmm. legendary beer that yeah. you can now get most places. Award-winning, mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. the, like, best IPA in the country yeah. at one point. Yeah, so they, and they, Bells also, usually what I buy from Bells is their Stouts. They have an imperial stout that is amazing. Mm. They have all sorts of good stuff, and uh, this is one of them. I, I enjoy their wheat, the Oberon. Mm-hmm. I like that one a yeah, lot. Yeah, that's a good one in the summertime. Oh, yeah. um, they are also uh, one of the sponsors. They're like a craft beer sponsor, which is interesting, of Cubs baseball on the radio. Oh, really? Bells, Two-Hearted, and Oberon. They talk about it all the time. Do they sell them at Wrigley? I bet you they do. I, I assume they probably yeah. do, yeah. Which is weird because you would think, oh, it'd be Goose Island. and I mean, you know yeah. it's Budweiser, right. but, it, but Goose owned by mm-hmm. Anheuser-Busch. That's, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. But Bell's is the official sponsor of Cubs baseball on the radio. Hmm. Cool. 
Royals, I get the parking spot, mm. the, the, air, the air where you park at KCI Airport. If you and if you are familiar with Kansas City at all, they have these ridiculous uh, uh, shuttles with yeah. spots all over mm-hmm. them. Yeah, yeah, like a cow. Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty much. Well, it's Kansas City. So, this a traditional Scottish ale slash wee heavy, wee heavy because it's seven. And a half percent. It's a wee heavy. And we've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. This was like how you could buy beer in the old times and all that sort of stuff. Yep. So if you want to find that, Dolan will drop in the episode number. Bloop. You want to hear about wee heavies. Mm. <laughs> oh boy. I don't even remember. I don't remember which oh, one it is. Oh, we'll find it. We'll do some research. Oh yeah. Um, here's what we should notice. Caramel, caramel, depending on if you're from Kansas or not. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not hoppy. Light smoked peat flavor, so a little smokiness, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. not overwhelming. And this was, we talked about this, it was, a, I wrote it down in my notes, shilling. Yeah. 80 shilling, 70 shilling, 60 shilling. 90 shilling Odell. 90 shilling. Odell yeah. was the episode we did, mm-hmm. and that was how you would go in and order these beers. Oh. Because hmm. it cost 60 shilling, 70 shilling, because the longer and the better the beer, the more expensive it was. Hmm. Um, normally this range, Scottish beer, two and a half to three and a half, four percent. So like a session back in the day when these were being made, cause this has been around, this recipe has been around for, uh, or this style, I should say hundreds of years. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, they were pretty low ABV, this one, seven and a half, probably cause it's craft. Yep. Tastes great. Uh, stronger ABV always in a wee heavy. So if you see that name, it's going to have the same characteristics as a Scotch ale, uh, but just maybe a little bit more sweetness and a little bit more alcohol. 7.5 on this one. There you go. Hmm. There you go. Their website said it pairs very well with meat, game, um, pungent cheese. Mm, I love stinky cheese. Ooh, I'm not a, mm. not a fan. Creamy yeah. desserts and fruit. Mm. And then they had, um, on their website, they had recipes to use this in for things like cherry chocolate bread oh. and also gingerbread cookies. Ooh, so I if you want to bake with beer, mm-hmm. which sometimes is fun to do, mm-hmm. um, they have recipes on their website you can go to and make some gingerbread cookies. I was curious about the color, so I'm just drinking it right out of the bottle here. In the bottle, it's a brown mm-hmm. bottle, but I mean it's it's yeah. definitely a very malty look. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, one of the main. You know, not hoppy, but it is malty. That's one of the things there. Yep. So if you add. Take some sweetness away, add more hops, you've got a West Coast IPA. Gotcha. Mm. So, Bell's has been around for a long time. I'm gonna, I don't know when, but I would guess 86. That's my guess. So, Larry Bell incorporated the Kalamazoo Brewing Company in 1983. Oh, dang. But it was, a, it was a home, blue, home brewing supply shop. Yeah. 1983, people are home brewing. Sure. I... I I guess it's, yeah. People have always been homebrewing. I guess. You know? I guess. Uh, My so, grandpa used to make beer. Really? I found that out recently. Yeah. Mm. On the farm. Like, I, if you wanted beer, you just made your own. Okay. I guess my grandma used to make ice cream, so I guess that's sure. not that much. <laughs> there you go. I, guess. I, I mean, and they even do it in prison. I don't know. Well, it's, that's wine. <laughs> Usually wine. Wine. Yeah. Wine. Prison yeah. wine. Yeah. Beer yeah. takes too long. Mm. They don't want to wait around 30 days. <laughs> yeah. And it's expensive to make, too. So yeah. You're not making it in a Perk Plus bottle. <laughs> you could, but. I mean, I guess. I not know. great. Uh, in September of 85, uh, they began to sell their own beer. So you were only a year off. 
I was close. You man. were close. I knew it had been around a long time. Uh, they started with, this is awesome. I mean, this and this sounds like any of those guys that started in the 80s. So if you go back and see our Nevada, which was earlier than that. Yeah. Uh, Anchor Steam. Anchor Steam. Uh, 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 Boston Beer Company. Yeah. You know, Sam Adams guy. That, that they, they all kind of started the same way. He started brewing in a 15-gallon soup kettle and fermenting in open fermenters with plastic wrap. That's, yeah, when I home brew with my brother-in-law, he's got 15-gallon setup. So that's basically, yeah, he has a brewery. So in their first year, so in 85, they produced 135 barrels. That's so, a lot. That's a lot for yeah. a home brewer. Like brewing every day. Yeah, he just was like, well, I'm going to do this. And he just yeah. and he plowed ahead and did hmm. it. Uh, in 93, the company opened an adjacent mm-hmm. brew, pub, brew pub in Kalamazoo, on Kalamazoo Avenue, the eccentric... Cafe. That sounds like a cool 90s that, spot. That's a 90s thing, right? Yeah. I mean, they were watching episodes of Say by the Bell, I guess. Get it? Bell? Say by the Bell. Oh. Boom. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Ding, yep. ding. I'm sure they didn't like that. Uh, yeah, so that joke. Uh, 2003, they opened an initial brewing pr- facility in Comstock. So I assume Comstock's pretty close to... And that's where this says. Brewed and bottled in Comstock, hmm. Michigan. Uh, the company legally changed its name in 2006 to Bell's Brewing, uh, to which is now the name, obviously, and then came up with the logo. A larger production facility in Comstock was opened uh, six years later in 2012, increasing the brewery, the company's brewing capacity to 180 from 180,000 barrels to 500,000 barrels. Yeah, then they're definitely distributed a lot. Oh, then. goodness, yes. Wow. Uh, in 2000, late 2012, the Bell family repurchased all the stock held by outside investors, returning the company to a full family ownership. And that's actually right on the it's on the bottle, on the label here too. It's definitely on the packaging. Mm-hmm. Bell's Brewery is 100% family owned and independent. Yeah. So still uh, located. If you look on on their website, they're uh, they're still located there in in Comstock. And then the do they have the location in Kalamazoo still? I don't. Know. I don't know. I think so. I think that they do. I, th- mm-hmm. I remember watching some videos about them, kind of like founders, some, similar mm-hmm. to that sort of thing. Um, I wonder if they are one of the biggest still independent craft breweries in the United States, because that's a lot of barrels. That is a lot of barrels. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because a lot of this size brewery, these are the ones that the like InBev wants to buy up, you know? So it would make sense to me that this is one of the bigger ones that's still out there on their own, but that's pretty cool. That should be just a quick Google search here to tell us the largest independent craft breweries. Brewers Association, uh, that's that's not independent. Largest um, craft breweries, 2020. Here we go. We'll get the one from the East Coast. That's the super old one. The, Sam Adams? No. The one everybody wants all the time. Yingling. 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 Yeah. 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 Uh, let's see. Of course, it's one of these. You have to scroll through every page. Mm-hmm. I hate these. Artisanal in Brooklyn, New York is number 10. The 10th largest. Okay. Stone yeah. uh, from Escondido, California. California, yeah. Is number nine. Canarchy. Never heard of them. Huh. Uh, with locations in Longmont, Colorado. Okay, how do I not yeah, know How do you this? know about Canarchy? I don't. That's weird. your job. Next time you go. Yep. Tampa, Salt Lake, Comstock, and Comstock, Michigan. Hmm. That's interesting. Hmm. Same spot. Weird. Uh, oh, you know what? Here we go. This is why. Canarchy was founded in 2015 and is comprised of Oscar Blues, Cigar City, Perrin, 
Wasatch, and Squatters. Wow. Uh, so, so they're like a conglomerate of yeah. Spru- okay. So that's why it's Longmont. It's the Oscar Blues location. Gotcha. We've had Wasatch and Oscar Blues on the show. We've had Wasatch. Or Cigar City. Uh, We're going to have Cigar City. We're we are. going to have yeah. Cigar City. Mm. Uh, number seven is Bell's. Okay. Seventh largest is Bell's. The Gambrinus, Gambrinus Company is number six. Uh, let's see. Gambrinus. Uh, oh, they blew all, They brew all the Spetzel beers. Oh, okay. So that's in Shiner. They make a lot of that, yeah. Duvel, which I believe we had last year, yeah. uh, is number five, fifth largest. New Belgium is yeah. the fourth largest, which is one I enjoy a lot. Yeah. Here's a little fun fact. Do you eat at Red Robin at all? Uh, there's one by my house, yeah. They're the Red Robin 1969 lager, <laughs> the, the private brand lager made for Red Robin mm-hmm. is made by New Belgium. Hmm. I think that was one of the first places they had New Belgium. Hmm. Fat, like a fat tire. Don't oh, they yeah. have it on tap there? Mm-hmm. Always. Yeah, I think I think that's where I had one. Yep. First. That was a long time ago. Number three, Sierra Nevada. Should not be a surprise. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number two, Boston Beer Company. So the makers oh. of Sam Adams. Yeah. So number one, you said it. Yingling? Yingling. Yeah. Yep. They Which, make a ton of beer. A ton. It's and... Not, our, it's craft technically. We're getting it here soon, right? I mean, I haven't heard that. It's coming because it, the deal was before it, it doesn't distribute west of the Mississippi. Yeah. But someone worked out a deal, and I can't remember. It might be Molson Coors. I'm not sure mm. to distribute nationwide now through them wow. for them. Oh, that'd be cool. So we'll, I heard about this. I didn't know it was nationwide, though. I. That, that's what I thought. That'd be cool. That that would be super cool. Check back in a few months. See if we're drinking Yinglings. <laughs> I, I want to try the Hershey one. That's for I sure. I do too. Yeah, for have sure. We, have we done Yingling? I feel like we have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think yeah. we did this the lager, didn't we? Yeah. We did the lager. When we did the, uh, wasn't that in Dad Beers mm-hmm. a couple of. Oh, that's right. That's right. A few Father's Days ago. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Oberon is, like I said, is probably my favorite out of all of them. That's. Are their beers? Yeah. yeah. I like, they make a, like a two hearted, but like a low cal version. It's like a 90-calorie session IPA. Yep. That's really good. I like that one. That's probably my favorite. They're brown, which was it has the owl, owl on it. On yep, it. just Bell's Brown. Very, very good. Kalamazoo Stout, that one's super good. Mm. They changed the bottling on that this year, the logo and stuff. wasn't. It's not my favorite design. I like this old-school look. This, this looks like a 90s design to That's me. a very you know? 90s design. Yeah. yeah. Um, here we go. I'm jumping in. This is Christmas. We haven't talked about Christmas yet. Ho, ho, ho. Let's get to it. <laughs> First thing that comes to mind, I was like, okay, what? I'm trying to think of different things about Christmas that we haven't talked about before. Okay. Tie it to the brewery or the beer. Like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. And it hits me. Silver Bells. <gasps> the song. One of my favorites. Silver Bells. He was going to sing. He teased it earlier. Silver Bells. There you go. Well, now you know why he's a bass player. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> But he's going to drop it in for real down here for real. somewhere. Uh, 1951 is when the song was first written. It was written for a movie called The Lemon Drop Kid, starring Bob Hope and Marilyn Maxwell. I thought I was going to say Marilyn Monroe. I thought I so. Yeah. So they wrote it for that. Uh, it was written by these two guys, Jay Livingston and Ray Evans. And they didn't really want to write it because they, they got hired from the movie company. They were like on the payroll. Mm-hmm. And they were like, well, we really need this Christmas song for this scene in the movie. And they're like, ugh, Christmas music. Okay. Well, sure. <laughs> so they do it. 
because um, mostly it had been like traditional hymns and other songs you know, had been the standard Christmas fair. Yep. And in the late 40s, early 50s, there was this big boom of Christmas songs, which we consider classics now. As they were all written back at that time. Okay. Um, when they first wrote the song, they named it um, Tinkle Bells. Because <laughs> that's what they were saying that the bells were doing in the street. Yeah, oh boy. Um, but Jay Livingston's wife, when he gets home that night, he's kind of excited about the song and tells her about it. And she's like, uh, you know what tinkle means, right? And he was like, huh? <laughs> what? She's like, yeah. So they, he tells her, or she tells him the slang term, which has been around, I guess, since the 50s. And they're like, oh, well, we cannot call it tinkle bells. So they change it to silver bells. Now, it became a hit song, like a, like a chart hit, I guess you would say, uh, and also a standard now uh, when Bing Crosby sang it. So his version is mm-hmm. the definitive version, they say. Um, he sang it as a duet with Carol Richards. And it actually, the song that they did and recorded came out before the movie. So the movie was in 51. The song came out in October of 1950. And it became a hit. Bing Crosby was kind of in his prime-ish as far as mm-hmm. like box office things and concerts and stuff. Being on the radio, he had... Um, a TV Christmas special for like 42 years in a row. Wow. So this is in the middle of that. And because of that, him singing the song, it became popular, and then the movie kind of did a little bit better than they thought it was. Mm. Um, and that's the history of that song, I guess. Um, the Judds did a version of it in 1987 that was also fairly popular. So if you're a, an 80s guy or girl, you might know the Judds version. Country music fan. Yeah. Okay. Bells at Christmas. So Christmas bells is a thing. Mm-hmm. We hear about it. It's in a lot of songs and stuff. Sure. Um, it harkens back to pagan times in my research that I found. Mm. People would ring these to keep away evil spirits. And when, I'm sure that works. It must have back then. Okay. So then when Christianity rolls in and they're like, hey, we want to do this thing called like Christmas. Uh, we're going to put it right on the date of your pagan most holy day. And we're going to call it Christmas, and we're going to let you keep a few of the things that you guys like to do. One of them is ringing bells. Hmm. So just go ahead and bring those bells, but we're going to call them Christmas bells now. Oh. And, you know, so you'll maybe want to continue with what we're trying to sell you, which is Christianity, mm-hmm. and you can still ring bells and scare, you know, Look, monsters. it's the same. It's the yeah. same, but it's different. You get to do things you like to do in just a, you know, different way. Okay. So that's how that comes around, and that's why Christmas bells are a thing. So you'll see a lot of bell decorations or uh-huh. Christmas lights or whatever in yep. lots of songs. That's why. And then that was, yeah, the date of the Christmas thing was just to help people convert. So, you know, they were tricking us. Those tricky Christians. Yep. It worked <laughs> for a lot of folks. I guess so. So that's, that's no my little silver bells information. Huh, okay. Uh, I, a little more on bells. I, I, you know, we know, we talked about two hearted being like the best. Yeah. IPA in the country or whatever uh, for the fifth year in a row. This is right on the front of their website, actually. For the fifth year in a row, they've been recognized. I'm sorry, fourth year in a row. Oh. Uh, they've been recognized as the best brewery in America. I don't doubt that. I mean, everything they make is so good is or good. solid. Like, I've never been disappointed with one of their beers. It's ever. conducted by Zymergy, Z-Y-M-U-R-G-Y magazine, mm-hmm. which is the publication of the American Homebrewers Association. Yep. So if you're homebrewing, yeah. you kind of know a thing or two, maybe, you think. Yeah, you and know about styles. For the fourth I mean, year in a row. They're not 
a flashy brewery. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not making triple hazy IPAs or any of that stuff. Yep. But whatever they do put out, I mean, they have a hazy IPA, and it's good. Do they? Yeah. Um, but they whatever style they make, they make it really good. Hmm. So if you ever see it, any kind of bells, and you've never tried it before, go ahead and buy it because it's going to be good. Is it the lighthearted that you were talking about? Yeah, the, lighthearted. The yeah, that's lighter the session. version. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Oh, official. Yeah, the that's, official. That's there, which is, I always thought was kind of a dumb name. Yeah. But, I mean, it's, if you're calling this, this is your official hazy IPA. I mean, it yep. doesn't get more official than calling it official, I guess. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So they're, you know, they kind of were, I don't know, late to the game on hazy IPAs, but they were like, well, we could probably sell this. You know, because mm-hmm. everybody was looking for them, and they're a brewery that's that always is changing stuff up a little bit, putting things out. But they're also a brewery that you can count on. I mean, they've been around what thirty something years. A long time. So every year, I buy this every year. So one of my very first beer festivals I ever went to, uh, I was just getting as many stickers as I could. Because mm-hmm. that's what you do when you go to a beer oh, festival. Yeah, you, get sure. a, you get a lot of stickers. Uh, Bell's had uh, bumper stickers, so I yeah. got a, I got a handful of those. My favorite one is right on the top of my fridge, right by the handle. So I see it every time. It says, uh, never tested on animals, probably because we have so many human volunteers. <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's absolutely true. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I think Dolan had to think about it for a second. He did. There. He did. He was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Mm. Now, I am curious. So I'm, I'm looking at the, the number of beers they have. I've had Two Hearted. I've had Light Hearted. I've had Official. I've had Kalamazoo Stout. Um, I have not had the Hop Solution Ale. I don't know what that is. Mm, I don't know if I have had that one either. I've had their Amber that has like the crane on the logo. Yep. That, kinda, that one's really good. Yep. Yeah. Now, and before we started recording, I told Brian, like one of the things I've kind of gone back to now is Pilsners. Mm-hmm. They have a Bohemian Pilsner called Lager of the Lakes. Yes. That one's hard to find. Really? Yeah. I like, I don't even know if I've seen that in Iowa before. I don't think I've seen it here. The label looks like an old timey map, Guy. like a mm. map of a like a globe or something like yes. that. Yeah, yeah. And then there's like little things like there's paddles and a tree and a boat and is it blue? It's blue. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've seen it for sure. I've had the official. I just checked my on top. Oh, yeah. Oberon amber and flamingo fruit. I've here's the thing. Like I understand why Bell's would want to be the official beer sponsor of Cubs baseball on the radio. But they sell it in the in the in the in Wrigley Field itself. Do you really want to be hammering an IPA in the sun? Well, if it's half-hearted, <sighs> yeah, not too hearted though. I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, and isn't there like you the might double make it is... to the fifth inning? <laughs> you, you're not getting to the seventh inning stretch, I bet. Well, so which one of the the half-hearted, two-hearted? Which one of those has the trout? Or they the... both do. They both. But two-hearted is like a more full color photo or mm-hmm. image okay. and a half-hearted is almost like washed out like if you took that and put it in the sun for five years oh, okay that's what the logo looks Light, like lighthearted yes so i have yeah had, lighthearted that's lighthearted. it i've had one of them but i this is before i was good at, at untapped that's untapped yeah <laughs> i don't know if you're good you're better i'm better you are you're better. getting better that's true better yeah. there was one day and I think I texted him on this, or maybe I sent a message to him. He checked in a beer, and he got like 300 badges in one day. It just was like going crazy. I scrolled and scrolled and scrolled. And it and scrolled. never ended. And I was like, what the heck? And you're like, I don't know. 
Wow. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty cool. They were just so happy that he was posting. They're like, oh, Dolan's. Untapped. Yeah. I, it, it seriously, it was over 300 cards I got for this thing. Yeah. Because <laughs> when I got it, when I first te- uh, checked it in, it was, you know how the cards show up afterwards. I'd close, 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 close. Just, Yeah. I'm like, okay, this goes on forever. And so I think there's a close all button. I can't remember. Yeah. But I closed all of them. And then I went and looked at the thing and it just. It, I thought it was it, a glitch. It crashed. I was like, what? I've never seen that. I have had untapped for years and years with a lot of friends. It I've has to be that. because some of them don't make sense. They're like 2013 beer award winner. And I'm like, why did I get this? Yeah. I don't know. It was a good day for you. <laughs> so I was scrolling through their seasonals real quick as, as we were looking at the uh, the Christmas ale here. Yeah. Uh, they have one called Old Fashioned Holiday Ale, Bourbon Barrel Aged Scotch Ale with Orange Peel and Cherry. Now that sounds good. So do they take this and they age it with orange peel and... I'm guessing. Yeah. That might be fantastic. I wonder where you can find that because I, I don't think I've ever had that one. I don't Some of these know. are probably just real local... I would bet. Maybe. Something like that. They're not going to send that everywhere. That sounds fantastic, though. Yeah, it does. Wow. Uh, they also have one called Bright White, which is the Belgian-inspired wheat. Wit, yeah, or yeah. something like that. Yeah, that I like pretty good. I like Belgian wits a lot. I've, I have no shame. Uh, if the craft, if there isn't craft available, I will order the, um, the uh, what's the what's the standard for? Blue Moon? Blue Moon. Yeah. Yeah. I think that one comes out in the wintertime. Doesn't it? It says. I mean, it's a very wintry looking or, scene. Like in January, maybe it's like a it's like a winter time beer, if I remember right. That yeah. seasonal, yeah. Yep. Hmm. hmm. I have a lot of uh, bells. Apparently, in my belt. Yes, I've had a lot of their beers. They've been around a while. Hmm. All right. So everybody knows I'm a Christmas freak. I yes, you it. are. I love it. I love it. I've been waiting for this. I miss I miss your setup at your desk. Yeah. I know, I didn't get to decorate any no. desk this year. No. I'm a little bummed about that. Stupid code. My wife wouldn't let me put them up on the bar, so... Yeah, I mean, I have... I got all sorts of Christmas stuff. <laughs> uh, but I thought, okay, Silver Bells, that was a little appetizer, right? I'm like, okay, that's great. Let's <laughs> tie it into the beer style. Let's get mm. a little trickier. And then I thought, okay, how am I going to get from Scotch Ale to Christmas? Okay. And it hits me. Right. Scotch, Scotland, hmm, Christmas, aha, Mickey's Christmas Carol, <laughs> Uncle Scrooge, he's Scottish. Is he? He is. Ah. And that's our gateway. That's okay. where we're going now. Let's go. Have you seen it? Oh, of course. I knew you had. Oh, of course. Dolan, have you seen it? Uh-uh. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> it's almost, it's almost a staple for, I, I, I think maybe our age, maybe, mm-hmm. right? I think it is a staple. Yeah. Right? I mean, came, it, as it much was, as... came out in 83. Okay, yeah. So maybe not as, you know, Peanuts or, you know, or whatever, but way more than maybe Shrek in the in the current ones. Yes. Okay. For sure. So here's here's what I got. And I, I had to do a deep dive on this thing because I wanted to. Okay. As I opened my second Christmas <laughs> ale. So if you guys need one, let me know. 7.5. Mm. I mean, you know, whatever. Yeah, Christmas. <laughs> it's Christmas time. All right. So it's... Disney's take on Dickens mm-hmm. Christmas Carol, which when I was a kid on Christmas on the farm, they would play the Christmas Carol on the radio down there. Like some channel would get it. It was like a national broadcast. Maybe we got, through, oh. but it was uh, like an actual, like, I don't 
like a radio play, I guess you'd call it. And I would go to sleep every night on Christmas Eve listening to the Christmas Carol. So in 1983, this comes out. It's Mickey Mouse's first appearance on the big screen in 30 years. Since Fantasia? Was in, well, no, because that was earlier. That was like in the 40s. Okay. He was in some shorts in the 50s, like oh. 1953, some short cartoons that they would put before the movies. And that was the last time he was on movie screen theater, like in the theater you could see him. Okay. So in 30 years, he hadn't been on. But he's like now always, I guess has always been the face of Disney. So that was kind of a big deal. Sure. And he's not really even a major character in this one. I mean, he's Bob Cratchit. Yeah. So he has a he has his place, but he's not, you know, he's not driving the story. No. Alan Young is the name. He's the it was the first time that he ever voiced Scrooge McDuck, and he went on to do that for a long time. Okay. So it's his like audition to be be this character, and then he gets to do Ducktales and all that sort of stuff. Which is funny because that's my name for Steve Ryan here is Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Penny Pincher. In this very, movie, at least. Very much so. That's why. Yes. This is kind of where he comes into our consciousness as Uncle Scrooge, as being like all about money. Mm-hmm. And then in the 80s and 90s, you know, he's in a lot of stuff on Disney. And mm-hmm. like he has, you know. A lot of yeah. stuff. So this is his introduction big time. Oh, he'd been in the comics for a long time, but this is like the big screen thing. What year was this again? 83. Okay. Um, Wayne Allwine is the first time he does Mickey Mouse's voice. Oh. So he's new to the cast as well. That's interesting. I would never... Okay. And then this other guy's name, Clarence Nash, he had been Donald Duck's voice since the 40s. And that oh. was his last time being Donald Duck. Oh, that's kind of sad. Yeah. So, or maybe 37, I think, Donald Duck came around, something like that. Right. So almost 50 years he'd done the voice. So this was his last go-around as Donald Duck. Hmm. Uh, in 1983, in October, the movie came out. And it was packaged with the Jungle Book. So they re-released the Jungle Book. Okay. And in United States, in December of 83, it came out, and it was packaged with the Rescuers. Oh, I remember that. And I'm pretty sure I saw that in the theater. Oh, I bet for sure. I bet you did. My dad probably ran it, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So that's how it came to the United States. And there are a lot of cameos in this movie of different characters from other movies of Disney or shorts, cartoons, um, and you, the list goes on and on. But mm-hmm. basically, everybody in the movie is a character from another Disney thing, which okay. was kind of fun. And then as I've watched it again with my son, um, as an older person, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's him from this and that from that. It was really like an, a, like an effort by the people that animated this and put it together to like tie everybody into the thing. So like a revival kind of way. Yeah. They can, then they could launch other from, sure. from there. Okay, that or makes sense. If it was either like that or for future projects or just winks at like, you know, uh, hey, you were a kid when this guy was out and now you're probably taking your kids to see it in the theater. We're going to throw you a couple of bones of, from what you remember as, as a kid. Right. It was actually meant just to be on TV. So it was like a TV special they meant to put on like ABC, I guess, or NBC back at the time. Oh, um, but it didn't work out that way. Got pushed back kind of because of in 1982, there was a big animation strike. So people working in Hollywood drawing cartoons okay. for movies and TV shows and whatnot went on strike and it pushed back the time frame. So then they had to wait for that. It didn't make the TV cut off to be put on for a TV movie. Okay. So then they actually finished it up and put it in theaters. Hmm. 
Um, it was put in comic strips in the 80s in a newspaper. So they, they told the story weekly, I think throughout basically all of December. Hit the thing, then it goes into, it was like their, um, not a commercial, but a way to like hype it that it was coming out, right? Like a preview or? Yeah. Okay, So yeah. I was like, okay, Understood. you're reading on Sunday, a couple weeks from now it's going to be in a theater. In 1984 through 1990, it was on NBC. So it did after the theater run mm. in 83, then it was on there. CBS ran it from 91 to 98. Okay. And then ABC ran it after that from 98 to 2003. And then that was the last time it was on basic cable. Which is interesting because was ABC owned by Disney at that point? I don't, I don't think, think they so. Were. No. So from 84... Basically, to 2003, it was on every year. Hmm. So it was one of those staples like you talked about earlier. Yep. Like a Frosty or a Rudolph, where every year you knew it was coming on, you know, Charlie Brown's Christmas, whatever. Dolan, what, are you born yet in 20, 2003? Yeah. Maybe you saw it. Maybe. 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 I would have been six. Then in 2008, there's this channel called ABC Family. Yes. And they start running it there. And now it's called Freeform. Mm hmm. And it's on currently. So from 2008 to now, at least up until last year, they show it there. So you can see it there as well. It's also on the Disney Channel. It was released as um, VHS, Betamax. What is this one? CED? I have no idea. No idea. Laserdisc. Oh, Laserdisc, yeah. DVD and Blu-ray. So there's all the ways you could get it. Um, here's a couple of little different facts about it. Pluto is not in this. So that's Mickey's dog, right? And he's mostly in everything. Really? Wow. But he's not in this thing. I would I, I would have gotten that trivia question wrong. And he and like there's, you know, characters from um there's a couple different characters from a short they did in 1949 with Bing Crosby. Um Ichabod and Mr. Crane. Mm -hmm. There's a couple of those guys from that little short that make it, but Pluto doesn't. Um it's one of the only times in the history of Disney that these two characters named Ferdy and Morty show up. Ferdy and Morty Fieldmouse. Oh. They are Mickey's nephews. So like Donald Duck has his famous nephews, right. Louie, Dewey, and Louie. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't know why that the characters themselves couldn't have children. I don't know. But their sisters had kids. Well, Disney didn't want yeah. their characters fornicating. Apparently. So. so these other unknowns had these babies. Mickey and Minnie were pure. They were p pounding? Oh, you no. think? I, I don't know. I don't Probably. know. Probably. <laughs> But the nephews, yeah. the uncles were. They were disgusting. Yes. So they're, gross. they're watching over these kids. So Mickey and Morty Fieldmouse show up. So one of them's Tiny Tim. I remember these characters. Right? And the yeah. other one's the brother. So yeah. um, they were in the comic books. Like I have um, a few comic books that were my uncles that I found at my grandparents' farm. Oh. Like from the 50s and 60s. Mm -hmm. And these nephews are in the comic books i've seen them so is it ferdy and morty ferdy and morty Fieldmouse is their name okay. ferdy like f-e-r-d-i-e -E. so mickey has a sister yes Do which we, we never know about we never know right. about no and she well, had two she, kids she, she got a, caught in a trap maybe. she's a dirty dirty she might have been dirty <laughs> whore oh no whoa whoa uh whoa <laughs> there's some uh youtube like uh <laughs> it's like Mickey <laughs> Mickey I, does crack or whatever. Oh my goodness. And it's all about how like Mickey's like poor and like <laughs> he always ends up 
What is like, Dolan watching? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, How does he find these YouTubes? I'm going to ask. <laughs> he needs to be watching the classics. I'm going to ask Lane oh, to uh, run a virus scan on his on his <laughs> home laptop. And Goofy is always the one getting him in trouble. Like Goofy's like addicted to crack. <laughs> oh boy! Wow. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. There's a whole. You know, speaking of, not crack, but to Goofy. <laughs> <laughs> Goofy has He's the only one That has a kid So he has a son oh, yeah. Right Named Max, Max Which I remember This is more your age range, I don't I know this Yeah this that Max was like My favorite I mean they Disney had like character. The Goofy movie The Goofy movie There's a bunch of Goofy movie Christmas episodes Which really? I've seen mm-hmm. uh, But he's the only Like main character That has a kid And he's like a single dad So I don't know How that happened But he has a son Named Max Well So hmm. there you go Times are tough Right I mean it's yeah, on the times they are a changing. So I guess you can find this movie on Disney Plus. A lot of people have that now, mm-hmm. or you can find it on Freeform. This That's year. what I was just looking. Is it on Disney Plus? It is. Yes. Um, mm. There's also weird updated versions too. Did you see this? Uh-uh. There's. I don't think I've ever seen. I may look these up when I get home. Um, Mickey's Twice Upon a Christmas. Yes. Mm. 2004. Yeah, I've seen that one. And Once Upon a Christmas. Those and are basically... Once Upon a Christmas, yeah. Those are basically Christmas shorts, cartoons that they made, and they package them together as a movie. Huh. Mm. So they're kind of fun. Um, there's also some videos that they put out. Um, I got one for my son maybe two years ago, and it's like Christmas carol sing-alongs. Mm-hmm. It's like almost like a karaoke movie, but they take old Christmas cartoons from Disney, and then they put these songs over the top of them oh. so you see the picture of the cartoons but it's christmas music so mm. you can see some of the characters that end up in christmas carol that way because some of the cartoons go all the way back to like mm. 30s and 40s so oh wow it's kind of fun uh the, there's a couple of live action christmas car- chris a christmas carols that disney did didn't they like jim carrey was well i don't know if that was, was that, that was the mechas that made it I think you can find it on, it's on Disney Plus now. Uh-huh. I think they bought the company that made the movie. Okay. Oh. But you can find that there. Um, another good version of Christmas Carol, uh, Muppets Christmas Carol, mm-hmm. which I also think is on Disney Plus because they bought it Muppets. It was actually on this list. Is yes. it? Okay. Mm-hmm. So you can get your Christmas Carol fill on Disney Plus. There's also the Richie Rich Christmas Wish, which is a Christmas, <laughs> uh, weird live action looking Christmas from 98. I don't know that one. I didn't either, but mm. yeah. Did you know that they rebooted the Muppets, the Muppet Babies? Yes, I did know that. Yeah, I didn't. I was. Uh, you never watched the Muppet Babies? Well, it's like a new, a new Muppet Babies. Uh, yeah. yeah, there's a new. Yeah, they have a new person that wasn't in the original. What? It's not the old one. No, like the animation it, looks like pretty similar to, um, oh, what's the dog show that? Is popular Paw Patrol. Paw Patrol. It looks like that. Yeah. It looks like that. Let's be honest. the The animation on Muppet Babies was not that great. No. It just. Wasn't. But it was still fun. It was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I loved it, especially the Star Wars episodes. Those were great. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you remember when the Muppet Babies were introduced? No. So it was in I think Muppets Take Manhattan, the movie. Oh yeah. And then oh. he's having like that daydream about what happens if they have kids, and then they're all those little babies. Muppet babies, but they're puppets. And then mm. that spun off into a cartoon. I love the Muppet Babies. That was a good one. I could sing you the theme song. Muppet Babies, mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. making dreams come making true. Making dreams come true. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, Saturday mm. mornings. Mm. Yep. I am just excited that it's Christmas time, oh, and this is just the tip 
of the iceberg as far as Christmas. Please tell me research you, goes. You have some music, I assume. I think I got music stuff in my other episodes okay. that I did, but yeah, we get into we get into some more Christmas stuff. I can only imagine. It's not fringy things, but it's not exactly like dead center Christmas items that that we've been researching, like Mickey's Christmas Carol. I mean, most people have seen it probably. Mm-hmm. Dolan needs to check it out tonight if you can. But, yeah, you know. I mean the 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 one Disney like Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck Christmas movie I remember is Donald Duck and Huey, Louie, and mm-hmm. that, Dewey. that Dewey, and that one. Um, they're the grandpas in that one too. Uh, or is it the uncle? Scrooge. Uncle Duck. Scrooge. Um, yeah. Steve Ryan. Yeah, they're like they go out and sledding and they like yeah. ruin the Christmas and Donald Duck gets mad and they and... keep going back in time. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That That's in Twice Upon a Christmas. If you want to revisit it, just Twice Upon a Christmas. Just FYI for you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's been a while. <sighs> Unfortunately, it has not been a while for me. I've seen that <laughs> within the last week or two. My kid <laughs> loves that stuff. So. So is untapped? Is it untapped? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, right, let's, let's do untapped. You would be surprised how many beers are actually called Christmas ale. I'm sure a lot. There's a lot. Yeah. So I'm looking and trying probably to probably not something you can own. I don't think you can own it. Right. right. So generic that yeah. you can't. Like when LeBron tried to buy Taco Tuesday. Mm. Good idea. Yeah. We. Th- I don't even want to get into that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've had just idea. enough Christmas ale. To argue with him like a drunk uncle. So, uh, two friends have already checked this in. You, Brian, have checked it in. Yeah. And Aaron Daly checked this in at Beercade okay. in 2017. Yeah. Hmm. What was my check in? Uh, yours was last year, 2019. Yeah. December 14th. Purchased Ooh. the casual pint. Hmm. Yeah. I put was it where I bought the. I might I have been I bought with this. you. Maybe. I don't I know. want to say that seems really familiar. Hmm. Maybe. Uh, 37,000 check-ins. That's a lot. <laughs> that is quite a few. Yeah. This traditional scotch ale is rich and malty with notes of caramel and a warm finish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 37,000 check-ins. What do you say? 3.82. 3.6. Three, Almost split the difference. Really? 3.72. Mm. Mm. That's good. Yeah. That's, right, a, that's right a good average out of 37,000. Here's the thing. like, We've been doing this for a bit, mm-hmm. right? Um, I don't. I still don't know. If I were to go to a brewery, if yeah. I would order, if I look at the menu and I see scotch ale, yeah. if I would order the scotch ale. So what is it about the scotch ale that you're not a fan of? I, it's not that I'm not a the fan. sweetness? No. The smokiness? No, I think it's the unknown-ish. Okay. Hmm. They are quite different. Yes. Some of them are more peated smoky th- than others mm-hmm. for sure. The the wee heavy, mm-hmm. if you if it actually says wee heavy, mm-hmm. I, I get why they would put that on there. Yeah. For uh average beer guy or less than average beer guy mm-hmm. could scare them off a little bit. Maybe. Maybe. Um there's another brewery that ha- uh is it it might be Breckenridge. Is mm-hmm. it Claymore? Mm-hmm. Their Scotch Ale, that one's really good. Is it Breckenridge? Oh, I might might be. It's in it. I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, you're right. Because I have some of that in my fridge right now. <laughs> but I'm just saying, as 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 it goes, when you go to a brewery, I don't know if I'm gonna if I I would order. It, I guess it depends on where you are. In, yeah, and what in else your, is on the menu? Right. Yeah. What else is there? I'm looking at the IPAs. I'm looking at the lagers. I'm looking at the pilsers now. now yeah, right? look at you. I know yeah. it's weird. I'm going IPA, mm-hmm. 
stout, mm. and then something different that I haven't had. <laughs> okay, that's where I'm going. Dolan, because I mean, you're you're even newer to beer game now. Yeah. What, yeah. When you look at a beer menu now, what do you choose? Like, what what do you choose first? I go immediately hazy IPAs. I knew okay. it. Yeah. Yeah. Sours. And then sours. See. See. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. and then I'll go porter or stout. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's that's where I usually go. I I don't do a lot of pilsners, hefeweizens. Um, I, I don't like the banana cloviness of a half. Saisons. I don't do. Yeah. I don't do any of those really. Uh, Browns is actually pretty up there for me. But. Yeah. Browns are good because they have good flavor, mm-hmm. but the ABV is low enough that you don't have to really worry about it too much. Yep. When you're at a brewery and you start ordering stouts, like you got to be like. Okay, am I Ubering home now? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yep. That's why I'm always yep. take and bake on those. I take them home, mm-hmm. you know, oh, if I yeah. can. Get yep. a crowler of that. Mm-hmm. I'll drink the other stuff, maybe taste it. But I, I try not to drink those there because they're usually too strong. I usually go with a stout, like, if we're just there for beers, mm-hmm. you know, like, because then I, I can just drink on one or two. And, yeah, and it takes a while. And mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. right. Um, but if we're there for food, hazy IPA yeah. is my number. Mm-hmm. It's my go-to. Sounds good. In a way, I'm lucky Jenny doesn't like beer. Yeah. And so she always drives. You're lucky yeah. that she'll go with you that she doesn't like beer. <laughs> here's here's the thing. Generally, she likes this is the same with like going to live sporting events. She's not a sports fan. Mm-hmm. She enjoys sitting outside at events. Yeah. So that's how I sell her on sitting out at the patio or whatever. Yep, yeah. exactly. Same thing. And I, there's there's a trade-off, especially in the winter when we in the summer too. Um in Colorado when we go hiking, it's she likes to go hiking. Sure. I like to go to breweries. So yeah. the, the deal is I will go hiking with her if she goes to a brewery yeah. with me. That's this is the balance trade. of yeah. marriage. Yes. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. Sam, with her, she's interested and she'll try as hard as she can, but usually just ends up with her not liking anything. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Jenny will try them. I'll be mm-hmm. like, hey, this tastes like orange juice. And yeah. she's like, no, it does not. You're in. You're yes, in that's, that's basically what she says. She's like, this does not taste this like. This tastes like beer. I'm like, really? This tastes like a pumpkin pie. And yeah. she's like, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My wife, um, well, this year is pregnant. Right. But yeah. we also have COVID. So we haven't gone anywhere. No. I haven't been anywhere. I haven't done anything. Mm-hmm. It sucks. Because I love breweries. Right. But when we used to go, she would, you know, she's kind of into it with me. She has an untapped account. Wow. Um, she probably has a thousand beers on it, I would suppose. Wow. Uh, but, you know, she's had hers for a long time, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's just, she can't hand it, hold a candle to me. No one can keep up with my interest level in this, right? <laughs> like, it's not possible. A spouse, there's right. just no way. So right. I'm, I'm often now, well, especially now, reaching these milestones by myself at home in the basement. I'm like, I hit it. <laughs> Got my badge. No one cares. Oh, well. well Grumpy. And that's like for Thanksgiving, <laughs> right? She allowed me to go and get two of those make-your-own-six-packs oh, for yeah. Thanksgiving, right? And I was excited. I was like, usually I have to like sneak off, go make a six pack and then put it in the cart. (laughs) Um, But she was like, okay, you can get two or whatever, but as long as you uh, give me at least four that you think I'll like, you know, I was like, deal okay i just went and got the like four steagle rattlers for her yeah she loves those those are good those are good she those loves are good. those yeah 
Um, Which is interesting. We should actually do those on an episode. Because a Rattler. We've never done a Rattler. Not no, a straight Rattler, no. And I like the grapefruit ones. Um, I do, too. She likes the grapefruit, but she likes the raspberry ones, too. Le- they have a lemon one that's good too. They are and they are highly available. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're low at ABV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I made my two six packs with her four rattlers in there, mm-hmm. and um, then as I was looking, I found this Kung Pao beer, and mm. it was like it was nine dollars for the tall boy can of Kung it. Kung Pao, who makes it? Oh man, I did you I'd have drink it? Yes, I drank it. Oh. You check it in. I did check it oh, in. Oh, okay. Yes. Really? Information um, available. It was it was super 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 good. Kung Pao. Um, yeah, Kung Pao. I checked it in over Thanksgiving. Uh, basically, what it is, it's so Stillwater Artisanal. Oh, Stillwater. Yeah, they make mm. good stuff. Eleven percent. Oh, okay. Imperial Stout brewed with chili powder, ginger powder, Szechuan pepper powder, sea salt, and peanut extract. What? Whoa. Yeah, and it was like Kung Pao sauce, basically. Weird. Um, but it was super good because it was Imperial Stout. So Where did you get this at? Hy-Vee. It was huh. the last can, and it was, like I said, it was eight ninety nine for yeah. the can. And so I, I bought it, and she's yeah. like, you spent $9 on one beer? Like, like listen, if I was at the bar buying this, it'd be twelve dollars. Yeah, so. I was like, I was thank like, you. <laughs> right? Like, listen, look, listen to what this is. And mm-hmm. she tried it, and she liked it too. Oh, so win. that's a it win. was a win. Was I, a win. I don't want to get down this rabbit hole, but we'll go real quick. Mm-hmm. My son recently has been all about organizing, and I've he, seen the pictures. He yes. made yeah, yeah. me organize my beer fridge the other day. Oh, <laughs> and I was scared. Because my wife was involved, and I, I really didn't want her to know what was in there. Mm-hmm. You know, she's, yeah, yeah. She, I see beers and bottles and experiences, and she sees dollar signs. Right. Mm-hmm. So I was like sweating it a little bit. Right. But luckily, she hasn't said too much about me in COVID times, so that's <laughs> yeah. good. I mean, she understands you're not going to breweries right now. Right. Yeah. This yeah. just this just happened to me in Colorado too. Uh, my favorite liquor store is called Rambo's Longhorn Liquor. Yeah. Okay. It's in Yasses Park, Colorado. I could walk there from where oh, we stay. Perfect. Right? It's it's super close. Rambo is his name Matt Rambo. He owns his family's owned his wife. I'm sorry, his his, his mother owned it before, and now he re- owns and runs this okay. liquor store. There's only one of three liquor stores in the Estes Park. Okay, and this is Rambo's. Rambo's one of them. Easy to remember. He's awesome. It, Rambo's a great guy, and he is. I mean, he is the. I mean, he's an entrepreneur at heart. That's just it's just how he is, and he really loves craft beer, and so and he loves spirits and liquor and, sure. and he understands wine and uh he it, it, every time i go in he's always got something weird he's like yeah. oh you like a kung pao stout oh, exactly <laughs> so this was the one he goes i got two cans of this and i should have brought i shouldn't have drank it i should have brought it back it was it was an omnipolo okay. beer, yeah. which we will have one here coming up soon okay uh mm-hmm. it tastes like if you ever as a kid maybe they do it now i don't know uh, if you went to like Denny's or any of those places, they have the raspberry. They have a, the, they bring you the thing of syrup, right? When you get when you order oh, okay. pancakes, oh, yeah. they With bring the village you village in. Yes, is village in. Mm-hmm. Okay. They bring you the thing of syrup, and it's always super sticky, right? Mm-hmm. But it's got all the different flavors, and yeah. there was the raspberry one. That's the one I always chose was raspberry. It's a it was a raspberry maple stout, and it Ooh. it cost. One can, it was a tall boy, cost $17. Oh. <laughs> and I brought it home and I showed Jenny. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Just normally a four pack would cost this. I spent $17 on one beer. She's like, well, that better be 
to the beer. Yeah. It was fantastic. Fantastic. Was it super sweet? It was would, not. Okay, because no. I would be scared. No. Mm-hmm. It was very... It, the raspberry was, wasn't was very sweet. It was very maple and brown mm-hmm. sugar muted kind of... I, I, it was complex. It was one of the most complex beers I've wow. ever had. But, I mean, I've been noticing that more as I'm trying to get more into it. Um, like joining groups on Facebook and like mm-hmm. just trying to understand like where the breweries come from and stuff like that. Um, it's true because some of those cans, because she was joking, she's like, you bought this one Kung Pao beer that costs just as much as the six pack. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's like, yeah, yeah I yeah. did, you know, but. It's I mean, all about how you can get the beer though. Right. Mm-hmm. If they had a six pack, you probably buy it, but yeah. they don't. So no. you got to get it when you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, two more weeks of Christmas beers. I know we've got one coming up that I have I, that I like a lot. Okay, I, I Breckenridge oh, Breckenridge yeah. Christmas okay. is is probably one of my favorite Christmas beers. That's coming up here pretty soon. They sell that in a mini keg. Yes, they you do. You go to Costco. I've seen it. I believe we'll be drinking out of it. Oh, when, when we do the episode, so <laughs> put them on the edge of the table and we can lay underneath it and just hit mm, the tapper. Mm, wheeze the good. juice. We will wheeze the juice. <laughs> wheeze the. <laughs> Do you know what this is from? Yeah. Wheeze the Juice? No. No. Go home and There's watch. beers called that, by the way. Wheeze the Juice? Uh-huh. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. If you search that on Untapped, you'll find one. Encino Man. Go Encino go, Man. Encino okay. Man. Go. No wheezing the juice. Was that 92? Oh, gosh. 93? It probably was. Yeah. God, we're old, Rich. I know. Ugh. It's where they, they go under the slushy machine. They put their mouth under the yeah. slushy machine. Yeah. And they call it wheezing the juice. Mm. Yeah. It's a Polly Shore. Yeah. Thing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, one of the bald ones that's not Alec. Oh, what's the last uh, Billy? I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. The last Polly Shore movie I watched was the one where he goes home for Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> he he meets a, he's like at a like in college, I guess, and he's like the RA. Oh, I don't know. But that he's one. been there for like. This sounds terrible. And um, a girl comes from small town, like farm farm town. Is it son-in-law? Son-in-law. Oh, okay. Yep. And then they like pretend that they're getting married so yeah. she can get out of her wedding, but right. then they actually do end up getting married. Yeah. Mm. Son-in-law. Yeah, Polly That's a classic. <laughs> How did we get here from Christmas? I don't know, but <laughs> because we're drinking seven point five ABV well, Scotch ale. Yes. Could be so. silver bells. <laughs> All right. We're not going anywhere Let's for a have while. another Christmas beer. Thank you for listening to A Beer with Atlas. Special thanks to our brand team for producing the show. Each episode of A Beer with Atlas is powered by Atlas Medstaff, an industry leader in travel healthcare staffing.